With a pandemic and a revolution happening at the same time, we get to choose what kind of society we want to rebuild and who we want to be together. I'm Baratunde Thurston, author, activist, and comedian, and I've got a new podcast, How to Citizen with Baratunde. Our democratic experiment is at a tipping point, but which way we tip is up to us. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, it's Ben Higgins. And it's Ashley I, and we're the hosts of the Almost Famous Podcast. I was The Bachelor and know firsthand how dating 25 people at one time is not easy. And I was on the show a time or two or four, but I met my husband, so I'm proof that the process works. We do interviews with the cast members creating the headlines. And we know pretty much everyone, so we're a reliable source. Listen to Almost Famous on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. Let's start with the top three songs in country music this week. Here's your number three song. Justin Moore, right there. That is why we drink. Here's number two. Maddie and Tay die from a broken heart, and your number one song is. I won't quit till the good Lord says my work is done. Chris Jansen done. Number one for him. Number one pop song is. I don't know if I could ever you know that artist? Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. One of the. It's either one of the Jonas Brothers or one of the One Direction people. It's Harry Styles. Ah, there you go. I saw an interesting story. They were like, rock stations won't touch Harry Styles, and he's the biggest rock star out there right now. Why won't they touch him? Boy Bander. Oh. He is a rock star. I mean, his, his music's... Yeah. Instruments, guitars, it's definitely... But it's tough to shake that boy band image once you have it. Like, if that's what made you, it's tough to get out of it. Uh, here's the number one alternative song. From the head and the heart, it's called Honeybee. Keep that one going. This one by Jam right now. I love head and the heart. Uh, Harry Styles is the world's biggest young rock star. Why won't rock radio play him? That's from what is that article, Mike Billboard? Pretty interesting article. My honeybee. Uh, okay, there's that one. I got some stuff to check off here. Eddie, what's happening with your washer and dryer? Oh, it's gone, man. It's done. It won't start. It's my washing machine. The dryer's fine, but the washer is just toast. The power won't come on. I've tried to plug it and unplug it, do the breaker. And so I'm in the situation of, do I get a new washer, washing machine or do I get a repairman? I looked at washing machines. They're about five to 600 bucks a pop. Um, a repairman, $100 minimum just to get it checked out. So I'm like, I might as well just get a new machine. Oh, it's, it stinks it's, when you have to spend a, money yeah. on things that you feel like you don't use all the time. But if you don't have them, it runs your day. Which you use a, with four kids. He uses a washing machine multiple times mm-hmm. a day. So, I, I mean, yeah, I we, hate that part too. We got that, that cabin in Arkansas. It's a little cabin. Then we got, there was a washer and dryer already in there. And I couldn't get, couldn't get the washer to work. Couldn't get the washer to work. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to go buy a washer and dryer for this thing. And they're not, it's not a super nice washer and dryer, but I don't have to buy another one. And so, can't get it to work. And Kaylin looks at it and goes, oh, 
and the water just wasn't turned on. So she turns the water on and goes, here you go. <laughs> Fix it. Eddie, is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, let me check the water. Maybe the water's not on. No, well, the whole was, machine just It was just, just the red on. and the blue, you know, turns. Yeah. And I was like, I guess it's broken. <laughs> and she was like, here, let me fix it. And there it came. Listen, I don't claim to be the, the most household. Uh, so what are you going to do? I think I'm just going to have to buy a washing machine. I'm not looking forward to it. And now I think my TV's not working in my living room. Oh, Yikes. No. Hey, like Luke, uh, me, like or- Luke Combs says... When it rains, it pours. Long neck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I saw Carrie Underwood tweet, are donuts breakfast or dessert? And I had to think about this for a minute. If you had to put donuts into one classification, is it breakfast or is it dessert? Amy. In my mind, it's breakfast. In my mind, it's dessert. That's so weird. Why is that? Because the only time I ever have donuts is in the morning for breakfast. I don't have ever have a donut like after dinner the only time that i ever see a donut to get is, is mostly breakfast? at dinner it's like what? voodoo donuts or someplace you're having a dessert <laughs> like these places oh, are okay well yeah i mean now when you got the voodoo type places but i mean like a duncan or a krispy kreme for me i i don't think you're wrong by the way and you're I with, know, you're I with most folks 78 percent say breakfast i just when, when i thought of it i was like what how do i feel about it like if i were gonna have a donut that's dessert mm-hmm yeah. Like you can get a donut in some restaurants on the dessert menu who don't even have breakfast. Well, then there you go. <laughs> it's a dessert. Hey, Eddie, what happened with ZZ Top in South Dakota at that motorcycle rally? I saw a bunch of drama about that. Yeah, this is really funny. So over the weekend, TMZ reported that ZZ Top played a huge motorcycle rally in South Dakota. And it turns out after a little bit of investigating the news story, it wasn't ZZ Top. It was a ZZ Top cover band. So the big drama was there's 250,000 people up there. Oh, there's a lot. During coronavirus. Yeah. Unmasked. And that ZZ Top was playing. And so it was like, ZZ Top, half people were like, yeah, ZZ Top, stick it to them. The other half's like, hey, why would you take part in maybe a super spreader spot? And then it turns out it was for not for that because it was a ZZ Top (laughs) cover band. Props to the guys, though. They sounded and looked just like ZZ Top. So that's what the cover band needs to do. Yeah, they look just like them. Uh, marrying Millions star Bill, 62, and Bree, 22, on why their 40-year age gap works. Quote, we learn from each other. People are giving them crap. Here's the thing. If they're both looking for that, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Like, if she's 22 and just wants an older guy to take care of her. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's 80. He's 60. Man, he's 62 and he just wants a hot... Like, who are we to even look at him and go, don't do that? It's weird. Kind of makes me want to vomit, it's but it's weird. fine. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Because there's definitely a difference in 20 and 60. I mean, right now, bodies, there's a difference between 20 and 40. <laughs> Sometimes. Like, the 62-year-old real estate mogul and property investor had no idea that she would become a big part of his life when they met. Mm. She was a hostess. I mean, how do you even shoot your shot at 62 with a 22-year-old? I mean, but Do you pull a, a nickel from behind her ear? He's a, would you say he's a millionaire? <laughs> you to show her the bank account. He probably has this, you know, super confidence because he's got this money and he just shoots a shot where he can and sometimes people bite. And he's got long hair. I mean, he looks kind of like a rocker. Mm. <laughs> Does long hair make him more appealing? Well, he just, my point is he doesn't look, look like an young. old man. Okay. He looks like an old man, but all the trimmings don't. Okay. 
like, would do you think he's cute? As an old guy, yeah, I don't think he looks 62. She's hot, too. He's hot. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You're <What>? into it. <laughs> I, I don't know. A uh, guy dropped 75 pounds on lockdown. He's a good-looking guy. For an old, Mike, would you agree? <laughs> I'm looking at him now, and I'm like, you know what? I got to... Mike, play the video. So he, you would think he's like 50. What? She's gorgeous. But I'm talking about him, though. I know, but I was I expected her, her to be, be hot with a rich guy. Well, I mean, guy. I knew she was going to be hot, but I thought maybe she was going to be, like, plasticky hot. But yeah. she's, like, naturally beautiful. But what about him? I'm fascinated with him. He looks a little plasticky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know he's what? he's had some work done. I bet he has. Mm, I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so delectable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. A guy dropped 75 pounds on lockdown. Lloyd Cooper used his lockdown to get himself in shape. You know who dropped a bunch of weight is that... Um, uh, Kelly Osborne. She dropped 75 pounds. Her too? Her, huh? I thought you said it was a guy. This is a different story. This guy oh. I don't care about anymore because Kelly Osborne just trumped it. <laughs> she lost 85 pounds. Oh, 85. Kelly Osborne, quote, worked hard and lost 85 pounds. Kelly Osborne, the reality star, has dropped weight. She's been sharing her new look and photos on her verified Instagram account. Hmm. Yeah. I like the purple hair. I wish I could pull that off. I just wonder people, she's taking pictures out by her pool, super rich. I just wonder people who've only ever been rich, if they can even appreciate being rich. You know? I think it's hard. Right? Because probably, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just look it out. Her net worth is $18 million. Wow. What? Oh, yeah, no. I'm looking at her pictures too. That pool's really nice. Is that a house? That's what I'm saying. Or a hotel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard. I don't, we don't know because we weren't them. But I mean, it's all relative to what you, but you've shown me that. Like, I don't think, I didn't grow up crazy rich, but I know that I grew up wealthy compared to you. And I'll never understand the hardships you had to go through. I can try. And I'll never but I understand never... what your kids had to go through living in an orphanage in Haiti. Right. And they've already forgotten trust me. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, two things. Uh, cosmetic surgery app is one of the hottest trends in China. From the phone, the app will scan your face, tell you what work you need, and then suggest doctors and even book and... Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. And then Mike D will give us the results for the draft from yesterday. He's pulling it up now. The question was the greatest entertainer. Eddie, you finished in last place. No. Yeah, Cedric really? the Entertainer, man. <laughs> I think you're Cedric. Didn't the like inter- my joke. I think you're Cedric the Entertainer got you. Dang. Hold man. on, wait for Mike to pull it up. Oh, I get it now. Eddie, you picked him because his name's the Entertainer? Of course. That was the joke. Oh, uh, I. I didn't even realize it was a joke till right now. <laughs> he had entertainer in his name. Of course he's going to be one of the greatest entertainers. Oh. No luck, Mike. No, I guess our screens are frozen. I have them here. Hold on. So then let's just say I won. Eddie, Eddie is the winner. Nice job, Eddie. <laughs> winner, winner. If we have no vote. Last time I checked, Lunchbox was winning. With Michael Jackson. Can you believe? What on earth? What, what he, was he a great entertainer? He like was he unbelievable? He like, was amazing. A lot of kids, lot of kids stuff. <laughs> uh, Lunchbox, then me, then Amy, then Raymundo, then Eddie at five percent. Woo! Wow. Eddie, 
You're out it's next bunch week. Of Elvis haters. Sorry, okay. bud. I mean, Michael Jackson, Tom Hanks, Elton John. I mean, that is a dynamic set. Um, Ozzy Osbourne worth $220 million. Can you believe that? I $250 million? $220, but yeah. I mean, I guess, because what? Uh, what? Black, black Crows? Black Sabbath? No, black not Sabbath. Black Crows. Black but, Crows. <laughs> but is it all black from Crows that? Our studio. Or was it from being the first reality TV show star? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enjoy today's podcast. We will, or t- yeah, today's show. Um, we had two guests out by. I think you'll like it. And then uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. On Crick and Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage. However, there's one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing. <laughs> it's Tyler and BK with CNC. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. I just got a note that said I need to vote for the CMAs. Did you vote in this last ballot? Not yet. Are we supposed to right now? Yeah. I'll go through mine on the air. Okay. I have it pulled up right now. Uh, First entertainer of the year. This award goes to the artist. It is not necessary to vote in every category. However, you can make up to five nominations in any category. Entertainer of the year. Here's what I'm going to put in. I'm going to put in Garth, even though he doesn't want to be. He deserves it. I'm going to put Luke Bryan. I'm going to put Carrie Underwood. I'm going to put Luke Combs. And I'm going to put... Who else you got? I'm, going, I'm between Church and Urban. Let me just throw a name out there for you. Yeah, go ahead. Urban. Man, like I know, I'm, I'm I know. more of a Keith Urban fan musically, and, and I know Eric him, and I know Church. him a lot better. But I think I'm gonna go with Eric Church. He does some amazing things. Yeah. Okay, so those are the people that I'm nominating for that final round for Entertainer of the Year. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you want to hear what we're gonna do? Let's see. How about Female Vocalist of the Year? Do you want to do that one? Yeah. Okay. For female vocalist of the year, I'm going to be putting in. Oh man, there's like 20 people. There's like 20 options here. I'm going to be putting in Kelsey Ballerini. I'm going to put Gabby Barrett because she had a number one this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Miranda Lambert. Yep. I'm going to put Marin Morris. And I'm going to put Carrie Underwood. How do you That's feel about five? that? Yeah, it's five. Yeah, I like them. The Ashley McBride was up there. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. There's there's 20 people. Okay. Let me do one more category. It's fun. What do you want to do? You want to do single of the year? Yeah. Okay. Single of the year. We're just going to pick three songs on this one. Do this. Isn't it, you know... Using my cell phone has become a lot better for me because I do it a lot more, but just some sites aren't built for cell phones yet. I'm sure most people voting are voting from a computer. 
Yeah. For yeah. the CMAs. Because they're, they're all 100? Yeah. I'm trying to not be 100. <laughs> just a That's the difference. Okay, go. Uh, last one. Some of the options are 10,000 hours, beer can't fix, beer never broke my heart, Bluebird, The Bones, Chasing You. I think there's like 21. I'm like, okay, all Chasing them. You. Okay. Um, For Bluebird. song, mm, I'm going to go, t- I have to pick 10,000 hours. Yes, you have to. Have to, because that song so is good. massive, and Dan and Che are often overlooked when they are pretty much the biggest thing in the format. So I'm going to go 10,000 hours. Hmm. I'm going to go with Chasing You, Morgan Wallen. So good. And do I go with Beer Never Broke My Heart or The Bones? That's what I'm torn. Stand on the count of three. Which one do you think? One, two, three. The Bones. bones. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then that means it was meant to be. It's submitted. Doing pretty good here. I feel like my choices are pretty good. Uh, vocal duo of the year. You want to do that one while we're, while we're here? You're or like putting in your vote and you're like, I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. No. <laughs> No one's even won anything yet. This is only getting people to the next round. Vocal duo of the year. Okay, Dan obviously, and Shay. Um, Dan and Shay. Obviously, Florida, Florida Georgia, Georgia Line. Line. Obviously, Maddie and, and Tay. Tay. Obviously, Brothers Osborne. Obviously. And then Low Cash. They had a number one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the five there. Okay. Oh. I feel like we're doing pretty good at this. I'm not supposed to reveal those votes on the air, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm done with doing things I'm only supposed to do at this point. Tired of it. I've had enough of this being locked in for coronavirus and having to like mind my P's and Q's. I'm over it. You know? Totally. Thank you. What are the when that's due today? Mm-hmm. In like 10 minutes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Album of the year. Do you have any single pick for album of the year? No. Well, you need to tell them to me. Well, I guess, but there's just so many of them here. Album of the year. There are, it's like, yeah, I forget what's this albums. year, what's last year, what's... I know. Um, album of the year, I'm going to do... I don't listen to many albums, though. I'm like, I want to hear 19 songs. Mm-hmm. Like, give me like three at a time. Um, I'm going to pick Heartache Medication, John Party. Oh, so good. I'm going to pick Old Dominion for sure. They had yeah. Old Dominion there. Uh, like every song. I'm going to pick Morgan Wallen. I don't even listen to the whole thing. I'm just going to pick it. it. (laughs) All right. That's enough. That's it? Okay. Yeah, we're ready to start the show today. Uh, We got a couple things happening. Uh, Priscilla Block is coming in. You may not know who she is. She is this girl who blew up on TikTok. Uh, Play a clip of Thick Thighs. I can't be the only one who likes extra fries while they're exercised. I never eat the produce that I buy. So I've been trying. She's coming in. She blew up on TikTok. First country star I've seen blow up on TikTok from TikTok. Love it. So, yeah, we'll have her come perform a little bit. And Josh Turner. Play me a little bit of Your Man from Josh Turner. Justin, be your man. He's going to play today, too. we got a good show. Anything you'd like to say before we get going? I don't know. I'm excited for Priscilla. That's. You ever heard that song before? No. And now I'm on her Instagram. And I'm like, oh, love her. So, I have boot options coming to me today. Because I'm going to Montana on Friday after the show. Mm-hmm. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, I'm on the woods for three days. But it's like no cell service, no internet. 
um, two nights, but it's like 60 hours, right? And we're, we're, we're herding all these sheep through this real grizzly bear infested piece of land, right? So, okay. Uh, just coming over with boots from Montana. Either works. It's your decision on what is more comfortable. They have recommended you wear them around the next few days and try to break them in. Can you imagine me coming to work in boots? <laughs> I just wear shorts and a t-shirt up here, but I'm also in boots and cap. Well, you got to break them in. You're going to want to break them in. That's Am I sure. though? Do I? Are you Because Raymundo yes. was lecturing me before we came on the air today that they don't wear cowboy boots in Montana. Yeah, they really don't. So I used to live out there for a long time, and it's really just in the movies. They wear more boots in Texas than they do anywhere else in America. So Ray lived in Montana for a long time? In Wyoming, but in that whole area, the Dakotas, <laughs> Wyoming, Montana, there's it's few and far between a cowboy that nobody's ever met before. He's wearing the boots, but nobody else does. So what are you telling me? You don't need cowboy boots. But he's working. He's working. Like, what's he supposed to He can't wear tennis shoes to and herd sheep. I've never been a cowboy boot wearer. And in Arkansas, most people I was around was wearing cowboy boots. But I never felt like, for me, that that was authentic of me. Even when I moved to town. I'll tell you, I came to Nashville, and, you know, we took over the show. It was much smaller than it is now. And they're like, hey, man, you really need to wear cowboy boots. Maybe occasionally put on a cowboy hat for a picture or two. And I'm like, you guys are out of your mind. Like, the only reason that we're successful at all is because even if you don't agree with us, you know we're at least saying our truth. So you can count on us to say how we really feel even if you don't agree. And I was like, if I get on in a cowboy hat, people are going to go, that guy's fake. He looks like Urkel with a Stetson. Like, that's not what we need. I didn't wear cowboy boots. I remember the news came, the national news came, and they were covering me taking over this spot. And they were like, we can't believe he doesn't even wear cowboy boots. And I'm like, let me show you the trailer park I grew up in. You want to talk about whose country? Let's talk about seed ticks. You know, I don't talk about horses. So I never wore cowboy boots, never wore a cowboy hat. However, if they're going to put me in cowboy boots for this shoot, I have to wear a cowboy hat, right? I mean, I think so. Because I might as well go full cowboy. And you're going to need to block the sun. I want to look like Woody from Toy Story. Like, let's just do it. Oh. Give me the plaid, the vest. No, no. I think that there's a way where you can look normal. And you don't have to go all out. Like, normal for you. For a lot of people, if they wear boots and hat, that that is normal. I'm not saying it's not normal. But you know what I mean. You don't need to go Woody. Yeah. I don't like be cheesy. I, yeah, I think Woody would no. be fun. Um, so, all right. I got to, f- if I wear cowboy boots into the show tomorrow. I will support you because this sweats, is for your job. You yeah. let me know. Okay. You let me know how I'm pulling it off. Right. I just asked whether cowboy boots are, or like work boots. Mm-hmm. Work boots I can handle and I've worn them. Um. They're a mixture of cowboy and hiking. What? It's about function more than fashion. I just got a text. So they lace up the cowboy boots? I used to have some lace up Justins and I thought I was so cool. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And I wore them with my Rocky Mountain jeans. You know, no pockets in the back. (sighs) Are those the days of the Ford Bronco? Those were the days. No, this was before that. Mm. By the time I was 16, I wasn't doing that. I don't know. I was probably fifth, sixth grade that I was trying to rock the cowgirl. I was jealous of people that grew up in small towns and, like, lived on farms and yeah. ranches and stuff. We were watching Yellowstone again last night. If you had, a, if someone gave you a horse right now, what would you name it? Hmm. If you got... Trixie. Why? Well, my one of my dogs as a kid growing up, her name was Trixie, and I always loved it. Hmm. So I guess I'd really have to see the horse, but if it had a little bit of sass, Trixie. Raymundo, what about you, since you're a former Wyoming resident? Well, and since my name's Raymundo, I would almost do something like El Caballo. It really is just going to go with my name, Raymundo. Yeah. I'd probably name mine Cubby. 
I like to find something that they could attach. I'm a big Chicago Cubs fan. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I, named, I named my dog Stanley after The Office. I love The Office. I was thinking about an Arkansas Razorbacks name, but I don't think a pig name works on a horse, you know? I guess yeah. a bear does. All right, there you go. I'll let you guys know how the boots goes. But I got to figure out what's up. Ah, they don't look... Yeah, they're kind of tall. Oh, those are... Hiking slash... Yeah, you need to break those in, though. Mm. Those are fine, but you need to break them in. Everybody's piling on Ellen now. And I'm not an Ellen sympathizer because I don't think she's super nice. But if you have anything bad to say about Ellen now, they're going to make it a headline. Mike D now brought me a story about an audience member. Yeah, an audience member said that that Ellen essentially set her up to look bad. What what did they say happened? So they put out like some free merch and told the audience that they could take one thing of merch. But they had a hidden camera and this lady ended up taking like a couple of things. And then they played the footage back without her permission and said that made her look like a bad person. Well, she took two things. I know. See, this is my whole point with this. They're trying to find ways to make Ellen look worse. I don't know how Ellen is with her staff. I know that right now it is a complete pile-on. If the bid is you can just take one thing, and she tried to hoard. Yeah, she took like a few things. And it's a camera inside a place where they're like, hey, once you walk in, because you walk into these studios, there's a sign everywhere that goes, you're now being recorded. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna, you're on this show, you're recorded. You consent when you come in here. Who this lady is out of her mind? Yeah. Did you watch the video? Yeah, she said she just kind of made her feel like she was a bad person, and she like lectured her oh, on like the a, show. Yeah, because she like, called her out on the show. <gasps> she didn't just show a clip; she called her out and then went. Yeah, to her? she like went to the clip, showed her taking the thing, and then said, like, "Hey, this is how you be a better person." You know what? Still though, the woman shouldn't have taken more than she was allowed. Listen, not that cool of Ellen too. <laughs> still, commanded <laughs> on national TV. Yeah, yeah, that stinks. But she did break the rule. Yeah. Wow. What do you think about that, Amy? I mean, I definitely feel it's a little shady. I would think if I saw that happen, surely it was set up and they the person knew ahead of time because to be embarrassed like that, yeah, she probably knows she was wrong by taking more than one thing and she shouldn't have and she shouldn't have done it. But then to be put on blast like that. Did Ellen at least give her a car or a scholarship or something afterward? No. <laughs> Golly, that is a little Yeah, Ellen kind of sucks, huh? No, I mean, wait, I, she, that woman was wrong. I'm going 65% the woman's wrong. I need to, I guess, hear the clip okay. of Ellen getting after Me her. Me too. I don't know. I don't want to. TBD. That's funny, though. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. All 10 of ACM's new Artist of the Year nominees joined Willie Nelson for a collaboration of the song On the Road Again. It drops Thursday and will benefit ACM's Lifting Lives COVID-19 response fund. Kane Brown announced on our show yesterday that his EP dropping Friday is called Mixtape Volume 1 and will have seven songs in it, including three that are unreleased. John Party shared his healthy self-care practices. Lots of water, exercise, um, knowing when to stop drinking, not all night, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, um, lotion is good, showering, moisturizing, it goes a long way. <laughs> it really does. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. Tell me something good. We're going over to Eddie, who still has coronavirus, but is doing Tell Me Something Good from his house. Eddie? Ah, oh, this is a good one. This is uh, There's a restaurant in Olathe, Kansas. It's called Strips Chicken. And for a few years now, what they've been doing is asking their customers to round up their amount. So whenever they get it, their food, it's like, all right, $16.47. Can you round it up to $17? They say yes, and they collect the money. What they do with the money, though, is they help buy cars for foster kids. 
So they've been doing it for a few years now, and the money has gone to help 13 foster teens get their first car so far, which is amazing. That's pretty cool that they thought about this and been doing it so long. I mean, it's such an insignificant thing, too. So let's say, you know, $19.73. Can you probably give another quarter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like they got a big old jar of change, and they've been able to buy cars for these kids. Super cool. Wow. What's that place called? It's called Strips Chicken in Olathe, Kansas. Morgan, you know where Olathe is? Yeah, it's near Kansas City. Dang, shout out to those guys. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Palm Beach, Florida. Three kids were in a car and they had a gun they weren't supposed to have. When police approached them, like, oh, no, they take off driving. They ditch the car. They run. They're like, oh, jump over that wall. Jump over that wall. They jumped into Donald Trump's resort in Florida where the Secret <laughs> Service was. What? Because That's a bad wall to jump over. They didn't realize it was wow. his resort and they were just running from the cops. But, I mean, they got Secret Service all over that place. That's, That's funny. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Priscilla Block. Priscilla, first of all, happy birthday. Holy crap. It's your birthday and you're in here. (laughs) I know. It's the best birthday present ever. Well, let's just say I'm excited to see you up here because, you know, we get the chance to bring in people with a lot of hits. And But what I like is someone who finds a different way to do things that gets them into this room. And that's what you did because I was reading your story where I guess you moved to Nashville how many years ago? Six. And... You are doing or or did what everyone did. You come, you just grind it out, right? Yeah. You're playing bars. Mm-hmm. Like, where have you played in town that you would just sit and play? Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, you know, from, I, luckily I haven't really had to, you know, do the whole Broadway thing, but tons of rounds, tons of, I mean, anywhere that would let me sing, I would sing. I used to sing at the um, Opryland Hotel for six hours straight. <laughs> And what would you do during a six-hour set? <laughs> cry. At I'm just the opera. <laughs> Literally cry. Um, I don't. I mean, I would just do it, and I'm not really a great guitar player, so I was just trying to keep playing, you know, some something different, just anything to make it, you know, go as as fast as it could, you know, being a six-hour show. But you know, that to the listening room to wherever I could play, honestly. And for six years, you know, just a struggle, right? Yeah. Like. like as soon as you get up a little bit, you kind of get knocked back down. Yeah. And you start to think, is this ever going to work out? Yeah. Then you get on TikTok <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom. I know. I know. It's crazy. Right? Like it's of crazy. all the many rooms and the many hours you play, mm-hmm. and you're, put, you're paying your dues, just like mm-hmm. everybody else is, and TikTok blows up. And here you go. This thick thighs. <laughs> people are playing it. They're sending me links to thick thighs. <laughs> And I'm like, what is thick thighs? What is this nonsense? <laughs> and I've been on TikTok forever, so I like it, you know. But, but I'm kind of just just kind of treading water with you. I'm like, let me see what she does next. Then you put out this song, like, just about over to you. And it, the first day it's out, I'll tell you what I liked about what you did. You didn't put it out on a Friday. You put it out, thought it was brilliant. You put, it was like a Tuesday or I don't remember what day it was. Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. And because you put it on a Wednesday, there are no other new songs at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you had all the space. Yeah. And I was like, I like how she thinks. I hit you on Twitter. <laughs> I said, you got to come up on the show. You said, just tell me when. And tell here we when. are. And here I am. Dang. I have a lot to talk with you it's about. crazy. So what has happened crazy from being like TikTok famous? Oh, my gosh. Um, it's so funny. You say TikTok famous. And there's so many people on TikTok that I look up to. Like, I, I don't even think I'm TikTok famous. But... 
Uh, what's happened since? Like, has anyone in the music community reached out to you? Yeah. Are you starting to get people go, hey, we think there might be something here? Yeah. It's been really, really, really overwhelming and just so exciting, you know? I had Carly Pierce reach out to me the other night and was like, hey, here's my number. If you need anything, let me know. You know, just kind of... I've been waiting for this moment. I had no clue it was going to happen. Like, you know, I say fast. It hasn't been that fast. But from dropping that song to where we are today, it's just been absolutely crazy. Love it. <laughs> well, we're going to have you do a couple things. I would like for you to play for our audience Thick Thighs. Okay. okay. Let's do, you, do it. Okay, so here's my question. <laughs> tell me what your inspiration was to actually write this song. Because I can tell on the song what it's about. But <clears throat> at what did you go into a room with some friends or just yourself and go, all right, I have this on my mind? Like, how'd this song come about? So, yeah, I mean, I went into the right with two of my girlfriends, um, Sarah Jones and Emily Kroll. And I was like, y'all, I can't write another heartbreak song today. And it kind of started as a joke. And I was like, can we write Thick Thighs or something? And they were, and my, my roommate, Sarah, at the time, she was like, yes, let's do it now. And so we just ran with it and wrote the song so fast. And I really didn't even think a whole lot of it. And I sent it to my family and they were like, I think this is your song. So we started playing it live and the response was crazy. And I was like, let's go. Well, then you put it on TikTok Mm -hmm. and you started to see all the, all the numbers started to pop on it. Uh, When did you go? Oh, people actually like this song. How many days until after you posted it? Because I'll post a TikTok and I can use about a day and a half or so Mm -hmm. I can tell. You know, I like, okay, this is a good one or it wasn't. When did you go, oh, there may be actually something to this I wasn't expecting? Uh, You know, it honestly was the first time I ever played it live. That's when I knew. I mean, by that hook, thick thighs, save lies, everybody in that room was cheering. And so then when I brought it to TikTok and I've really been able to like show my personality on on that. And I think like people hopped onto it because they knew it was me. And I'm just out like dancing, you know, just doing my thing on TikTok. And I think when I put that song out there, they were like, all right, we get it. All right. Well, if you don't mind, <laughs> here we go. This is Priscilla Block. Uh, she is at Priscilla Block on TikTok. Is it? Uh, you're both on Instagram and TikTok with your real name, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's hard to get that. I don't even yeah. have that. Mine's Mr. Bobby Bones. Some guy won't even sell me Bobby Bones. So good for you. <laughs> I love it. I'm bitter at it. her. All right. Here we go. Right, Here's Priscilla is Block thighs. with TikTok. Let's do it. Hey guys. So because of licensing rules, we can't play anything with music on this iHeartRadio channel or podcast anymore. But you can go to bobbybones.com to see it. We hate that we had to take it down. It wasn't our decision, but just wanted to keep you up, and we wanted to keep up as much as possible. So uh, go to bobbybones.com to watch or hear whatever you're missing right now, and thank you for listening to the show, and sorry about all the legal stuff. Mr. Bobby Bones. Nice. Priscilla Block. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel good. How do you feel good? I feel really good. You're the first TikTok person we brought up, but you're more than a TikTok person. That You just use that as a way to get in this room. Everybody finds different ways to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just this room, but this this world, this business. Keep going. Congratulations. And hopefully I'll see you again real soon. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. Yeah. Priscilla Block, it's your birthday. <laughs> Come out here. We'll be back in one second, everybody. I was reading a story about this firefighter. First night on the job, and they, they get a call and... They go out there and they're like, we're having an emergency. And so first night on the job, she had to deliver a baby. She's a firefighter from the Guilford Fire Department. Imagine that. You're nervous anyway. Yeah. And one. what are the odds you get a call to actually have to do something big? And then I would look around at my new coworkers or co-firefighters and be like, is this a joke? <laughs> Y'all send me up. I think once you go elbows <laughs> deep, though, you probably don't think it's a joke anymore. Yeah. They're like, why do you get that baby out of here? Yeah. 
Um, so I, I remember my first oh, my first shift ever was an overnight shift. For the radio. Mm-hmm. I was a teenager, 17, and I went into 105.9 KLAZ, a station I listened to my whole life. Had begged to be on the, I would call in every night. My name was Bobby the Barbarian. I'd call in and be like, hey, it's Bobby the Barbarian, and number three tonight in the high five at nine. It's the Divinals. I touch myself. It's, you know, stuff like that. And so I finally got the chance to go up when I was 12 and, like, guest DJ on Christmas Eve with Flying Brian, the night guy at the time. And I always just, that was what I wanted to do. I always knew my first time on the air, I was just going to be so good because my whole life I've been waiting for it. So I go up, and it's my first overnight shift. And I wasn't even really supposed to be on the air, but some people had been fired. I was only hired to clean the radio station. But they were like, oh, you got to go on this weekend, so you got to go up with, with the guy's name was Justin Case, who I had to train with. Justin Hilarious. Case. Yeah. Got it. Weird dude, goth dude. I don't know how he got into it. It's a small town radio station. But I was like, okay, so I go up, and I'm just you, you visibly... I'm just nervous. You can hear it, but you can see it too. And so I'm like, all right, it's finally my chance. And so they had given me the name Bobby Bones. Isn't my real name. Bobby's my real name. But they had given me the name Bobby Bones. And I was struggling with it because I didn't think it was the greatest name. I thought it sounded like a pirate. And I thought, well, all right, I'm going to go on. I'm going to be like, hey, Kaylee Z, it's Bobby Bones. I'm going to play a song. I get on the air. I remember it. I hit the, hit the button. I turned the little, the little lever up, put the mic on. The song ended, and I went, Hey, continuous, it's Bobby Estel. That was it. And I sat there, and then the guy went and hit the button and got the next song fired up. Oh, just in case did? Mm. He saved me. Do you know where he is now? <laughs> I don't. I don't, but I had nothing. I, I, I said the wrong name, didn't know the song I was coming out of, didn't know the song I was going into, and uh, was like, somebody saved me. And then he saved me, and then... Here I am. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. Yeah. And with that, I announce my retirement from radio. All right. Thank you all. Anyway, I brought that. What'd you bring today? Did you bring anything? Okay. I saw it's like a admission to you that you're right. You don't have to do that from you time to time. Go ahead. And I saw yet another article where if you want your brain to be stimulated, that you need to turn the air conditioner down. Like the, the air down. Yeah. Yeah. I literally read it last night and thought to myself... Why does Bobby have to be right? <laughs> but that's why I do it, though. I mean, yeah. That, that's not the... It, I, mean, I read that a long time ago. Imagine when you're hot and sloppy. You're summer... What do you... Make a sound for what you feel like when you're hot and sloppy in the summertime. Ugh. Right. Now, make a sound for when you're... Like, when it's cool, a little ch- more chilly than you think. Make that sound. Mm. This is a different feeling, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's Both are uncomfortable. Right. But we don't want it to be comfortable anyway we're having to perform. We want it to be a little uncomfortable on the positive side. So I appreciate that. Well, it was just a reminder to myself to not complain when I come in and it's freezing cold in here because I will just be more sharp. There's a reason that standardized testing, when it's done in all different areas, not just schools, but any sort of te- that they have the air down. Yeah. Colder because you're a little more crisp with your movements. Not always Thoughts. my favorite thing to yeah. tell you you were right because we still, all of us fight you on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every Everybody day. in the room is too cold. Yesterday I said, hey, Morgan, turn the air down to 67. And she goes up, she goes, it is. It's already freezing. <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. Let's hear from Jenny. Hey, Bobby Bones. I'm just calling because I 
I'm so excited. I can't believe I finally got a hold of you. Holy wow. Okay, uh, just calling to say hi, and thank you for everything you do, and so wonderful that finally I got through the voicemail. Have a good rest of your day, and keep spreading the love. Thanks. Appreciate that. Huh. Here is Morgan from Oklahoma. I was wondering how the third book is coming along. Thank you. Have a great day. Love the show. Hmm, good question. Yeah, it is, because I'm a little torn right now. I got something happening, a little percolating. But the thing is, if I run for office, I need to have that book. Most people, when they run, have a new book about how they feel about things. They my do? first, Yeah, my first book was a lot of that, bare bones, about my life. Yeah, can you just re-release? I know. But I have, I have a couple things moving around. I've kind of... I never want to write something for the sake of writing it. I've been offered a few book, new book deals, but I don't want them because I never want to rush anything or feel like I've never in my life been motivated by money and I never want to be. And so I just don't. And, I, and I'll say this. If you're listening now and you're like, man, I'd like to make a lot of money in my life. Chase what you love instead of what you think will make you money. Because if you love it, you will work so hard at it. And because you're working so hard at something, then success will come. Worst case scenario, you're doing something you love and you're not making a ton of money. Best case scenario is you're doing something you love and you're doing pretty good. I mean, that's what I did. I've never actually chased money and it's worked out for me wonderfully. Like I have a, a good job now. So, but the third book's on the way. Got to figure out what's up with that. Like what the theme is going to be? Just what, are, I, yeah, sure. Like okay. what am I going to write? What do I have to say that's different than my first two books? Right. Uh, you guys can call us anytime, ask us a question, suggest a segment, 877 877- 77 Bobby. The Bobby Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Bobby, I want your thoughts on this. I know you don't have kids, but you have you're rational. You're a rational thinker. So with distance learning for some districts, kids are continuing their learning at home. But school districts are implementing rules like dress codes for at-home learning. And some parents are all up in arms about it because they don't feel like a school district should be able to come in their home and say what their kids can and cannot wear during distance learning. Like they're saying, it's interesting. No, no pajamas, I, I get it. I understand. I would think that when you do this distance learning, here's a question for you: Is it because I know all schools are different? Is was yours like a Zoom where you could see all the kids? Yes. Okay. If some kid is wearing something that can be disruptive, and they're in the classroom space, they probably shouldn't be wearing that. I understand why they have the rules because if some kid's wearing um, pajamas with a wiener on it, right? Mm. I, I've never seen those pajamas. <laughs> But my point is, if there's something disruptive where other kids are like laughing every time they call on this kid and you right. see his then that's probably not going to fly. In school education, it's a whole different thing. Like if you're virtually in the classroom, you're you're in the classroom. Right. You're in the classroom the same as you'd be in the classroom at school. So I get it. I get why they're saying, because kids could be, it's weird, but I'm going to go with, if you're in school, virtually or not, they can pick the dress code. I'm going to side with the school, but only because it's a weird, weird circumstance. I agree with you, too. I'm siding with the school because I think if you can't wear it to school, then maybe you shouldn't be able to wear it in school, in distance learning school. That's still school. Because, I mean, your kids are going to have to go back eventually. And you want to just keep, I think routine is also important and structure and there's rules in just life. In <laughs> the end, if it's a distraction to one other kid, what the kid is wearing, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be wearing it. Yeah. Okay, so Blake Shelton shared a story on socials where he tweeted like uh, how you can be happy anywhere, dating, and to take notes. And him and Gwen put out some date night ideas. You want to know what they were? Write these down for you and Caitlin. Okay. I'm good. We can't do a lot. Are these things you can do without having to go see a bunch of people? Yeah. Go go ahead. This is what 
what Blake says. You can bake some sweet treats together. Here's the problem. <laughs> if I bake a sweet treat or she bakes a sweet treat, I eat all of them. I have to keep sugar away from me. Next. He says the kitchen date turns into an instant dinner date. You enjoy whatever you make. Uh, you could do a quick karaoke session. Grab a bottle of wine and perform some of your favorite hits together. Yeah, that's pretty fun. At home. But I mean, Blake and Gwen can both sing really well. Caitlin and I are like two cats getting their tails pulled. Uh, this one wouldn't fit for you and Caitlin since you don't drink, but a wine tasting. So he said for some couples, you could get a couple of different bottles of wine and then pour it out kind of like you're out and do sip it. See which ones you like. Yeah. Make it a little date night. A movie marathon night where you just chill out on the me. couch. Too much. Uh, it's hard for me to commit to, to even marathon. one movie over two hours. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I can watch four episodes of something, which is hours and hours. But one movie, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do it. Well, Blake was saying, pick one movie that she loves, one movie that you love, and then you watch both of those. So I guess you don't have to do them back to back if you don't want to, but you and Caitlin already kind of do that. I watched Oklahoma, the musical. For her? Yeah, not for me. <laughs> and oh, what did she watch what a beautiful for you? morning. I didn't know that's where that song was from, though. Did you know that's from Oklahoma? No. Oh, what a beautiful day. Never seen it. Here it comes riding down the horse at the beginning of the thing. Um, I watched that for her, and then I watched Princess Bride for her. And what did she watch for you? Man on the Moon. Oh, yeah. I think she still owes me one, though, because Man on the Moon is my favorite movie with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. All right, what else? Uh, and lastly, Blake says, go for a walk. Leave the phones at home, though, and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, I'm out. All right. <laughs> and then just quickly, something we were all looking forward to was the Friends reunion special on HBO Max, but HBO has delayed the taping once again, and they said that the very earliest that all six act- actors could get together for the reunion would be May of next year. At this point, who cares? I know. But I want... I miss Friends, so where do, do is Friends out? On HBO Max. I just don't have that yet. Should I, I haven't paid it? for it. I'm not paying for it, at least not yet. Unless, I miss Until it, they though. have a show that I'm just dedicated to watching. I have the app downloaded, but I haven't paid the subscription yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Antonio Morgan was driving down the highway in St. Louis when he heard a big boom and there was a crash up ahead. And as he pulls up to the scene, it was a single car wreck into the median. Car's on fire, driver unconscious. He jumps out and starts trying to pull the guy out of the car, realizes, oh no, seatbelt. Hits the seatbelt, unlock, and pulls the guy out the window. Dang. Saved him. Saved him. Car was on fire. The guy was unconscious. And Antonio Morgan said, I got this. Dang. I don't know if you listen to our show in St. Louis, Antonio Morgan, but that is uh, as heroic as you can be. Dang, dang, dang. That's what it's all about right there. Good one. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, guys. Appreciate you hanging out with us. It's the time of the morning where Amy does her corny. Here we go. The morning corny. Did you hear about the dyslexic zombie? I did not. He only eats Brian's. Instead of brains. Yeah. I and A. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that was the morning corny. You guys hit us up if you want to talk to us. 877-77-BOBBY. Morning studio. Looking on Instagram, Ray, you don't follow Bobby, but he follows you. So I was just curious why. And maybe you've already addressed it on the show, but I don't know. I missed that. Uh, I didn't know that. Raymundo? <laughs> I honestly think the root of that is you used to block me when I would comment on your Instagram pictures, and so I think it made me unfollow you. 
and I believe I tried to follow you back, and it just I was blocked. But you I guess, blocked him? But I guess a I can now... A long time ago, he used to troll my comp. This is years ago. I know, and I would say, uh, I like to be naked or something like yeah. that. And then you... So I, it made sense that you would block me, but I guess I need to add you again. Yeah, when I saw this voicemail, I unfollowed Ray. So I haven't been following <laughs> Ray for a while either. So... You follow me back, I'll follow you. I got you, dog. All right. I didn't know that he wasn't following me, though, but that makes sense. At one yeah. point, he had to get blocked. All right, here is Sydney from Wichita, Kansas. I don't know if you've already talked about it or not, but I was wondering if you felt any differently about your tattoo that says Mirrorball now that Taylor Swift has let out a song about Mirrorball. Are you worried people are going to ask if it was from the song? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about it. I guess I didn't even really know. Maybe I... I but Mirrorball wasn't created by Dancing with the Stars. Like, they didn't create the term. Yeah, you could have... It could have been a 70. Really you could have, could have been a big... Uh, yeah. Bee Gees fan. Yeah. Um, but I do have a very small tattoo. This is Mirrorball on the back of my right arm, like right above the elbow, from winning Dancing with the Stars. But no, I didn't think about that. But I wouldn't mind. I don't know what that song's about, though. Me neither. Is it about my win on Dancing with the Stars? Did she do a whole song about the miraculous... Probably. Mirrorball miracle? Mm-hmm. No. All right, thank you guys. A little surprise party thrown for me yesterday. It's pretty neat. I, I'm tough to surprise, and I was absolutely shocked. Finished work, went home, ate, did all my stuff, run errands, and then we have this really small group of folks. Amy's one of them. Amy and her husband, and uh, a couple other sets of friends. And it was like, like surprise on the basketball court, and then we played pickleball. We had like a, a couples tournament challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it was awesome. Are you sore? Yeah, I just had to take Advil. You did? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I mean, Caitlin reached out and said that she had some games planned and she wanted to surprise you with it. So, yeah, be there at a certain time and be ready. But I didn't know I needed to hydrate and stretch, so I didn't. <laughs> but I wish I would have. Well, the little party was because of uh, my TV show right. that we're doing. And it was only the people that come over for basketball on Sundays because we have this super close group of folks that come play basketball and um, they don't have corona. We have our corona circle and so that makes it sound like everybody has corona in the circle. But yeah. Anyway. Non-corona? Yeah. We purple. did that. But yeah, I'm a little sore too. Yeah. It was intense. Eddie, sorry you didn't get invited. You have corona. So I know when you talked about the corona circle that you were talking about me and I probably <laughs> would have gotten invited if I wasn't sitting yeah. here with corona. Yeah. Because again, but congratulations, Bones! Congratulations! I wish I could have been at your party, dude. But I have Corona. <laughs> Eddie's at home right now with a microphone in his house. Where are you set up right now? I'm in the living room. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm in the living room. I have a big window in front of me, so I can see the birds and the sky. Ray, you and Bay would have been invited, but she just had surgery. Yeah, she's been under the weather. She's on some pills right now, so she really can't even leave the house. How's she doing? She's good, but she needs supervision. I mean, she'll pass out. She'll. Like she starts seeing, she'll pass out. Yeah, well, she's on about three different painkillers at the exact same time. So sometimes she'll think she somebody's in front of her and she'll be moving her arms. And I'm like, hi, hi, are you okay? What are you doing? She'll, she'll have dreams with her eyes open. Very oh, bizarre. Wow. Yeah. So that's the thing. I every time I can get home, I'm right there because I'm like, listen, don't leave the house. Do we need to get you out of here? No, I'm fine. But uh, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't sound fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I had a, a cramp just now as we were sitting there. Everything was hurting. So there's a website called Cameo. It allows people to send personalized video messages, and then you pay them, and they send you one. So I'll give you the celebrity, Amy. You tell me if you think they charge over 
or under $100 okay. to make a cameo video. By the way, not a commercial. We're not associated. We're not on it. Um, no, I've used it, though. I've got the Hamlet the Piglet. Hamlet the Piggy, or my daughter wanted a pig. So for her birthday, for $25, the pig wished my daughter happy birthday. Did the pig talk? No, but I think it had on a cute little hat and a sign that said happy birthday to Shira, and it kind of... Like that? Yeah. <laughs> I got one from Brian Bosworth. $25. And he went on for eight minutes. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's a little too long, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Long time. But he went on for eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Over or under a hundred bucks. Jana Kramer. Country music singer, actress, Jana Kramer. Over. Under $99 for cameo. Right there on that line. Our guest today, Josh Turner. Over or under a hundred dollars? Under? Over at two hundred dollars. Wow! Put some respect on his name. Sorry. Wow! Does he sing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's go. Okay. Chase Rice, country star Chase Rice. Under. Over. You think under? How? What do you think Chase charges? Five bucks. Seventy-five. One hundred and fifty. Hi, hi, Carly Pierce. Over or under a hundred bucks? Well, if Jana's under. Under? Yeah, $30. Okay. That, that's a good, and if you're going to get one for price, that's really that's, good. That's a good I feel price. like that's a deal. Is that the Carly special? Yeah, I don't know, but that Carly she Pierce could charge cameos, more. that's a strong one. Okay. Lee Greenwood, God Bless the USA oh, guy. Oh, wow. Over. You think so? Yeah. This guy? Do you think he has to do every message with something about, it's great to be an American? Like, yeah. is that part of it? Like, he signs off. Proud to be an American. Over. 250 bucks. Boom. Granger Smith? Ooh, over because you probably get Granger and Earl Dibbles Jr. Under sixty-five bucks. Oh, he could charge more. Tanya Tucker. Over nine hundred and seventy dollars. What? Only she- one person's bought one. Well, hey, that's like pretty good. <laughs> you just sell one. That's like selling a, your a normal price to ten people. Okay, these are non-country people. The soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Over or under 100 bucks on Cameo? Over. Under $80. Oh. Mm-hmm. How about Chum Lee from Pawn Stars? Over. Under 80 oh. bucks. Okay. I don't know who that is, but. The big guy walks in the shop? I don't ever Son? watch Palms, Palm, Pawn Stars. Uh, Brian Baumgartner, a.k.a. Kevin from The Office. Oh. Over. Yeah, 175 Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Didn't you get one from him once? Somebody did. You got a video. You got something from him. Somebody? Yeah, maybe for my birthday. I think Brandon Ray sent me one from him. Okay. I got one from Stanley, too, from The Office. Yeah. But I feel like Kevin, I thought Kevin, it wasn't a cameo thing. I thought he just somehow somebody knew him and he sent you a text or something. Of a video and he was outside by a tree. Do you have a dream about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> a did this vivid. not happen? <laughs> Maybe it did. I don't I'm know. I'm going to have to figure know. this out. On the phone right now is Caitlin, my girlfriend, because she just texted me and said, hey, did you come clean yet? Did she text you, Amy, about this? I don't think so. Okay. Caitlin? Nope, not yet. I wanted to keep this between you and I for now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. See, this is what happened, right? We were at Sonic in Arkansas. and Be truthful. I'm being truthful. And Hey, by the way, Scuba Steve, do we get a hold of the CEO? Uh, I talked about that to you offline. Offline? Oh. Yeah. He didn't want to talk to us? Uh, it's something else. Okay. 
Um, so, yeah, that is juicy. We should get a camera in for that. <laughs> so, we're, we're at Sonic, and we like these. We like to go get the Sonic water with the ice and the water and the fresh fruit, right? Pretty cheap. Also, good hydration. The water's flavored like fruit. And so, we're pulling in, and Caitlin's on the Sonic app. Well, can we start? Can we start by saying who brought that into your life? But did okay, you did. Thank you. So then we're pulling up, and she goes, "Hey, would you like nerds in your water?" And I said, "I think that would be a good addition because she's looking at the app and seeing what you can add." And I said, "That would be a good addition." And so she adds nerds, and they get and I drink it. And I'm like, "Hmm, this is really good. We're gonna call it a Bobby water." And then yesterday on the show, I was talking about the Bobby water, and then she was telling me that she invented the Bobby water. And so there's been a little debate in our household of who, who's invented the Bobby water. Right, Caitlin? It's not a debate. It's clear. I invented the Bobby water. First of all, I'd like to take it back to when I was in college and I did an entire campaign on a drink with nerds in it. And it was named after the Thunder and it was a blue Powerade with orange nerds in it. It was a whole thing. And so then when we were at Sonic, I was like looking through all the things you can add in your water. And I remembered this amazing campaign I did in college and was like, oh, my gosh, should I add nerds in the water? And he says, yes, takes a sip, loves it and brands it after himself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, frankly, the most infuriating thing to me. I know this seems so trivial and silly, but like Sonic is my love, my favorite fast food place ever. It was one of the only places we had in my town. I went to college in the city where it was invented. The first Sonic was there. So Sonic is just in my blood. And then I create this drink, let him try it. And he goes on air to all the listeners and says he created it and it should be named after him. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I have nothing to say. (laughs) Okay. Other than it should be called the The, Caitlin. No. I I don't even need it to be called after me. I just need him to come clean about the fact that he did not invent it. Yeah, because he didn't mention you coming up with any of that at all when he was oh, originally. Yeah, you didn't mention it. You didn't. <laughs> what are you, are you making a face of me? No, I'm just looking at you going, hey, do your thing. Uh-uh. Yeah. I feel like Bobby was just making a face at me. Amy has stop. no allegiance to me over Caitlin. That's not this true. Stinks. Oh, that okay. is not true. Uh, okay. Caitlin. It, okay, let's yeah. we'll settle on it. You invented it with the help of me. What, how did you help exactly? By liking it? I branded it and said, I'll That's take the nerds. Okay, well, I like French fries, so they're called the Caitlin fries from now on. But they've already been titled something. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Okay, Caitlin is the inventor of the Bobby water, but we'll still call it the Bobby water. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you feel Whatever. about that? Is that a good... Uh, I just needed you to come clean. Okay. I did. She texted okay. me. She goes, did you come clean yet? <laughs> and so I was like, call her up. Okay. Um, anything you'd like to ask her, Amy, while we have her? I mean. She hasn't been on the show in a while. I know. I'm not, I don't want to put her on the spot. Okay. She just, Ooh. she got out what she needs to get out. I'm proud of her for coming on and calling you out. But she got mad at me yesterday about it. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, she's very passionate. Okay. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. Hey, yeah, you're welcome. All right. Uh, goodbye. Y'all have a good morning. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Not going to hang my head in shame for the rest of the day. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A deputy in Auburn, Washington was attacked by a man that she was trying to arrest. But some young heroes came to her rescue. 
Deputy Elliott with the King County Sheriff's Department was in the process of arresting an intoxicated man who tried to leave after causing a car crash, but then he put her in a headlock and started choking her. That's when she heard several voices yelling, get off of her, and a group of five teenage boys appeared. Oh, amazing. They jumped on the suspect, struggled with him while she got free and handcuffed the man. Now the young men are being honored for their bravery. Isn't that crazy? Love it. That's a that's an awesome story. Man, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Josh Turner. What's up, man? How's it going? Good. Is, is this the first time you've been in the studio? In this studio, yeah. So since we've knew how long has it been since you've been here? It's been years, huh? Uh has it not? We had a number one. And then when did you come in for your book? I've seen you at remotes and that, I've seen that you. I know okay. I've seen you. And I've, it hasn't been that long. Well, let me say this. Well, it seems like I missed you. That's what it feels like. That's, My yeah. heart just feels like it missed you, Josh. <laughs> Every day seems like a year. Dang. That's right. uh, Josh Turner is here. Uh, country state of mind. Let me tell you. You know what I love? I love cover songs, period, done by an artist that appreciates it, but just makes it their own just a little bit. Like that, I love all. And that's exactly what you did with this record. Track one, I'm no stranger to... I. First of all, I love Keith Whitley. Yeah. Secondly, you do such a good job with this song. Whenever you're picking a song to cover and put out, not just play live, but to put out on a record, you got to go, man, can I really do this song justice? And a Keith Whitley song. Talk me through your thought process of picking this song to cover. Well, that song's always been one of my favorite songs, um, It's and which ironically is not one of the songs that I just sit around and play because I just... Uh, I've always loved Keith Whitley's version of it. And so when it came time to make a record like this, I I couldn't not put that, that song on this record because I feel like it's one of the most well-written country songs in history. Um, and I love what it says. I love the way it moves. It kind of conjures up, you know, all these visual images and it just, uh, it's an inspiring song. And so, uh, you know, and, and I love the track that we cut on it. And so it, it, it felt like the... the the number one track on the, on the record to kind of lead it off. So I want to encourage everybody to check it out today. When you finish this radio, don't do it right now. We're with Josh, right? Don't leave us to do it. <laughs> but when we're done here, it's called Country State of Mind. We're going to come back to and play some more of these tracks in a second. I was thinking about you coming in today, and I wondered, when you go through a drive-thru, do people ever recognize your voice through the, just the person like, welcome to Starbucks? You're like, <laughs> I'd like to get a, a double shot of bun. And they're like, are you Josh Turner? Does that ever happen? Uh, not at the drive-thru. Um, but uh, yeah, usually when I go into a restaurant, if I'm by myself, I just I, I, when I open my mouth, it gives it away. So, when did your voice start to go that deep? What age? I had been singing bass and stuff in a in a quartet when I was in my teens, uh, early in high school, but. It didn't have the depth and the texture that it has now because um, I didn't really know how to technically use my voice. I didn't know there was a proper way to use your voice. And and so I injured my voice in 1996. That led to my first trip to Nashville to the Vanderbilt Voice Clinic. And so I, through all that rehabilitation process, I had to kind of learn how to sing and talk all over again. And that was when I kind of started noticing that my voice was developing into what you hear now. And so it was really kind of a blessing in disguise. So it was probably, you know, I'd say technically like early early college when it really kind of took shape. I was talking to Trace Atkins pretty recently. <clears throat> we were at the Grand Ole Opry. And, you know, he was talking about how he was singing bass and, 
you know, in a Christian group too. And there just hadn't been a lot of bass singers go into the front and actually be the main guy. I mean, who did you look at yeah. as someone? Was Trace one of those guys? Trace was one of those guys. Richard Sturban from the Oak Ridge Boys was one of those guys. Um, Randy Travis was one of those guys. Um, you know, when I was growing up listening to radio, everybody was just <laughs> singing so dang high. It's like, and that's part of that's really what one of the things that kind of led to me injuring my voice was trying to sing along to Vince Gill and Tim McGraw. It's like, you know, it's just, man, you know, just totally different voices than mine. And so um, I didn't learn, I, di- I didn't realize that you could sing out of your range and, and, you know, force it to the point to where you're, you're basically straining your vocal cords to the point where you're just, you're injuring them. So on this record, country state of mind, there's a track, you do a Hank Jr. Song with Chris Jansen. Uh, it's, it's country state of mind. The, the record's named after this. Here's a clip of Josh and Chris Jansen doing country state of mind. I'm just laid up here in a country state of mind. You have Chris Jansen, you have Runaway June, you have Maddie and Tay, special guest appearance for Randy Travis, a duet with Chris Christopherson. Who's making all these calls for you? Because you have the most loaded cell phone I've ever seen. You need to get all these folks <laughs> on your record. Uh, I did all of them pretty much, um, all but Allison Moore, um, which was kind of a surprise because I had done Alone and Forsaken, and then my producer, Kenny Greenberg, said, hey, you mind if we if I bring in uh, Allison Moore to sing on this? I said, absolutely, go, go for it, because I... I was listening to her when I was in college and um, always loved, you know, her voice. And um, she actually had a song called Long Black Train. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> Josh Turner's here. He's going to play. Uh, first, I requested that you play your man, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Man, okay. that, that is such a jam and it's such an up, upbeat song and it makes me want to be a somebody's man. You know, all the things <laughs> that should make you feel. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't mind, uh, here is uh, Josh Turner here on the Bobby Bone Show. Hey guys, so because of licensing rules, we can't play anything with music on this iHeartRadio channel or podcast anymore, but you can go to bobbybones.com to see it. We hate that we had to take it down. It wasn't our decision, but I just wanted to keep you up and we wanted to keep up as much as possible. So uh, go to bobbybones.com to watch or hear whatever you're missing right now. And thank you for listening to the show and sorry about all the legal stuff. Mr. Bobby Bones. Uh, Josh Turner's here. In a second, I'm going to play a couple more tracks from Country State of Mind. Um, we do something with guests called uh, Urban Legends, stories we read about them online that we don't know if they're true or not. I have one for you that I read about you, and I was like, is that even true? So I'm gonna run a whole it- lot urban about me, so. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'll run it by you. Uh, Josh Turner, we'll come back in one second. Bobby Bones Show. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Josh Turner. And he's got a new record out uh, coming out the 21st. It's called uh, Country State of Mind. These tracks that are out now, there are four of them out now, right? I haven't played any illegal ones yet. Okay. I'm always scared because they send me these tracks, Josh. <laughs> and I'm like, so the ones I've played so far are the ones that are out. As far as I know. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. that. You just make yeah. the music and let yeah. it happen. <laughs> uh, here you go. This is the urban legend that I read about you. Okay. When you were a student at Belmont, you went to Johnny Cash's property. You saw the gate was open. You took it as a sign. So you went and knocked on the door. The doorknob wiggles. The door swings open. And there stands... Johnny Cash. He and I both jumped back, Josh Turner says, because he didn't expect to see me, and I sure didn't expect to see him. True or false? That's very true. Wow! Yeah. Wait, you tried to walk inside someone's house? I didn't try to walk in his house, but... The well, gate from the land. I walked up knocked on the door. Yeah. I know, but then he said he wiggled the knob. And the- I think Johnny Cash wiggled the knob, or did yeah. you? 
No, you said the doorknob wiggled. Yeah, which was him. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. The, I yeah. thought, sorry, you said the doorknob, <laughs> and I thought he just straight up was like, I see this as a sign. I'm just going to walk right in. And I was like, what? Okay, that makes sense now. That's yeah. crazy. But then what happens? What, right then, does he call the cops, or do you guys go and make a salad, or what happens? <sighs> you know, I was just a young, dumb college student um, that had stars in my eyes, and I just... Uh, I was just trying to meet my hero because um, I had been reading his autobiography and I had read about the neurological disorder that he had been diagnosed with. And I I got to thinking one day that if I didn't get to meet Johnny Cash before he died, that I would be extremely disappointed. And so I knew I was taking a risk, but I didn't really know what to expect. And so I get there and like 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 you say, the, the gate was completely open. I drive in, I park, I walk up to the door, I knock. Um, nobody answered. So I kind of walked around the corner of the house and it was just pitch black dark around the the house. And I said, "Mm, I probably should stay over here in the light. And uh, so I went back, I knocked again. There's a stained glass window beside the door and I could see through the window and there's a painting of June on the wall. So I was like, this has got to be the place. So I knocked really hard and I hear this voice from the depths of the house saying, coming, coming. And my heart just started fluttering. And so... Like I say, the the door swings open and there's Johnny Cash and he and I both kind of flinched. Um, and once we got over the initial shock, I just started kind of introducing myself, telling him why I was there. You know, I was a big fan of his, been reading his book and all this kind of stuff and just uh, thanked him for the impact that he had had on me. And he was just very nice and down to earth and shook my hand he laughed you know when i I told him my heart was about to beat out of my chest and he kind of laughed and said well you know we're all human and and um so like i say he he spent a few minutes with me and then he said i'm gonna go back in and rest and i said i understand so he he shuts the door and i start walking back to my truck and i just broke down crying because i could not believe that it had just happened and then the morning that i woke up and found out that he had passed away i was so thankful that i had taken that leap of faith to try to go meet him because that was the only opportunity i ever had to meet him wow what a story wow i mean because cool and you seem very normal but also that can be very scary for a uh, artist. I mean, even oh, yeah. with you now, that means someone, a big Josh Turner fan, could see your. If his gates open, gate have at open, it, right? And <laughs> then, you know what you're saying, basically? You know, come knock at your door, which you're stable and see, you know, but if someone was not, that would be very. Well, somebody asked me earlier, like, what I learned from that. And I said, well, I've learned that if somebody knocks on my door, don't shoot them because they might, might end up being famous and they, I don't want them hating me, <laughs> talking love- bad about me in interviews. <laughs> that you had that in you though like you need to go meet him and then after whenever I was in college I had a professor and I didn't click with a whole lot of my professors but one was really important to just kind of shaping my new thoughts I came from a really small town 700 people um, didn't have a lot around me to learn from but when I got to college I started to, to learn new things and I never actually met him in person except I sat in his class and so for some reason I thought I'm gonna go and I knew where he lived near campus. I'm going to go knock on the door and just tell him that he meant a lot to me. And I, I knocked on his door and he opened it. And it was weird. It was awkward for me and, and for him, the whole thing. But I told him and I left. And then he died like three months later. And I was like, I'm so glad that I did that. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. th- I haven't thought about that story since you told that story. 
But yeah. I was just so grateful that I also went and did that same thing. And yeah. what do we learn? If somebody means something to us, we should tell them, right? Yeah. That's right. Right. That's it right. just may or may may not be at their front yeah. door. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> did he, uh, the, Johnny Cash has a, had a deep voice, huh? Oh, yeah. Is it like, two, hey, what are you doing? I'm done, man. What are you doing at my door? What are you doing, what are you doing at my door? Nothing, man. What are you yeah, doing? It, it, uh, it, it registered on the Richter scale there up in Hendersonville <laughs> there briefly. So, Josh Turner is here. You know what I love about you, and you're a devout Christian. I wonder whenever you are, are writing or picking songs, like how much your faith has to do with the music that you're playing. Um, it, it has everything to do with everything I do. Um, you know, I, I, I don't. I didn't come to Nashville to just get a record deal and be famous. I, I came up here to basically chase a dream and a passion of mine. And I knew that with that, it, it came, there came responsibility. Um, you know, it, it, as long as I chose to accept it, because, you know, you could, you have a platform when you get a record record deal, whether you want it or not. And you, you have a choice of either using it or abusing it. And, I've realized that, you know, music impacts people in a profound way, in ways that, you know, you may never even realize. And so I, I, I always want to go in to make a record, do a show, whatever it may be, and do it to the utmost of my ability and, um, and just, uh, you know, shed some light on some things, bring some joy and hope and peace to somebody that may not have been able to find it elsewhere. And, um, you know, and but I try to make it fun too because it, music is fun. You know, it, it's an outlet for me. It's a way for me to express myself, and uh, you know, and it's the, this record, this current record, Country State of Mind, already. But you know, with the songs that I've released from it, it's conjured up good memories for people. You know, they they hear a song, it's like, man, oh man, I remember riding around with my granddaddy listening to that song, or I remember this, and you know, and uh, it's just stories like that, especially in a crazy time like right now um that i think you know people are just yearning for that that kind of thing so i'm gonna ask you one more thing here before we get into another song but you have four boys Mm -hmm. what about you is producing all the boys and no girls a lot of testosterone, is I it? guess. I, yeah, just a, yeah. his the, deep r- voice. Riders in the sky uh, nickname, nicknamed me the the tornado of testosterone. So uh, I, I guess that's it. I don't know. So you, are you gonna have a girl? Are you trying for a girl? You, we uh, did. We tried four times. Uh, uh, <laughs> tried and failed four times. That's funny. <clears throat> so. All right, uh, Josh Turner's here. By the way, let me mention again on the twenty first. But but there's a bunch of tracks out now. I'm no stranger to the rain. Country State of Mind with Chris Jansen. That's a Hank Jr. song. Um, I can tell by the way you dance. Um, I've, I'm seeing the ones that you have put out already. I've got it made. By the way, that's a John Anderson song, and he's actually on the song, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aha. Now, yeah. that's probably a little nerve-wracking, because you cover a song with a buddy, <laughs> but you cover a song with the... Let me play. Do you have a clip of that, Raymundo? Here is... You're singing it with the guy, with John, with Sim, Mr. Seminole Wind. So you can't sing it like John Anderson right. when he's singing on. Yeah, so it's a lot of pressure. Did you guys sing together? We, uh, I had already done my part, but I was in the studio when he did his part. That's so. got to be so cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So, dang. 
All right, all right. And I just kept listening to how he did his. I was like, is he going to make me have to go back in and, and sing, <laughs> re-sing my part? You know, but it all worked out. And you'd be like, hey, John, while you're here, let's do, let's, let's do some swinging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, Josh, are going to play uh, Forever and Ever Amen, which is, you know, for me, one of the songs growing up in Arkansas, Kiss in 96. Mm-hmm. Randy Travis. Yeah. Why this song? Why'd you pick this song? Uh, it's Randy's signature song and uh and i had seen several events around town where somebody would you know go out and sing this song and they would have randy come out and sing you know the last amen and um you know i I just uh, i was like man you know we need a recorded version of that and so um so i i asked randy if he would come in and and uh i asked him i said hey you know i've seen you do this live in a lot of different settings and um, but we're in the studio now, so if you want to sing more than just the last amen, feel free. And he said, nope. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, well, Randy Travis is literally getting the last word. So. Well, and let's, Randy's here, which is really cool, so we can bring him in now. So Randy Travis is, is here too, which is awesome. Just so grateful that you guys came in to play some music here. <laughs> nice. That was great. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Josh Turner, Randy Travis. One take. Wow. (laughs) Get it. Wow, wow, wow. Great job. Both of you guys, great job. We're just such big fans of you two. Mr. Travis just grew up. When I think of growing up in central Arkansas as a kid, it was just absolutely, it was mostly Randy Travis and Garth, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all it was. It was Randy Travis and Garth, and uh, I know with Amy, it was a little more George Strait than it was. It was probably more George Strait and Randy Travis. Yeah. That's why I don't know, too. I can't, I don't want to look. I'm getting emotional. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many people in and out of here, but um, that song just took me, it takes me right back to my childhood and like my dad and friends and riding around. And I had no idea you were even here today. <laughs> so I guess I was a little shocked when you came in and then just to see, I don't know, that song just, touches a lot of people and so it's just cool to hear that today and yeah. then hear you be a part of it and now I'm all emotional I don't even know why I'm like what is happening but well it's it's proof of <laughs> the the influence and the impact that yeah. one person can have on the world really yeah. because you know you think about your memories and how Randy's music affected you and you know Randy you know is the reason that that I moved to Nashville because he, he made me realize that it's possible for somebody that grew up in a small tobacco farming community mm-hmm. to come to Nashville, to come to the big city and get a record deal. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, so he, mm-hmm. he inspired me. You so. know, Randy, we were out, I was out with some buddies and they had me, they said, Hey, they don't know a lot about country music. And they said, Hey, make, make like a 10 song playlist. And so I had Digging Up Bones was one of them that I put on there. Man, you talk about being a kid with my grandma, Digging Up Bones. Randy, that was my jam. I, I sang it loud as I could the other day, so it's, it's really nice to have you here. I, that's, that's the first country song I ever sang in front of a crowd. Is it because oh. no, I'm, oh. it's so deep? I, and I was 13 years old, had no idea what a negligee was. So, <laughs> so I appreciate oh, no. that. I was that's making all awesome. the old ladies in church kind of blush, you know, so. Love that's it. funny. <laughs> okay, Josh Turner, Country State of Mind. There are already tracks that are out of this. You already hear it because they're all amazing. The whole thing comes out on the 21st. Um, but uh, you can go and pre-save it now, do whatever you do. Uh, Randy, great to see you. 
always, always a pleasure. This has been a just a real fun experience for all of us. So it's a real special day for us. So thank you guys. Yeah, cool. Thank all right, you. there he is, Josh Turner, Randy all Travis, right. everybody. I got a text from one of my buddies. You tell me if you would do this. He said, "Hey, I have some bootleg Corona tests. Would you like me to come and prick you?" Do I know the friend? Yes. Okay. I think if it's the friend I think it is, I would trust him. This is what he says. This is going to sound super redneck. Mm -hmm. I have a box of bootleg rapid tests in my garage. You have to use a pricker to get some blood. I don't have a pricker, though. So what does he do? Just I said, what are you using, a fork? A needle, Um, maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure what he did. He said, also, I've never given a test to anyone, but I should be up and running when I get my pricker this week. If you get in a pinch, we can make it happen. Just holler, I'll be ready. And then he sends me a picture of it. It's a real legit test. I don't know how I got them. And he goes, I just opened the box. They are legit. Let me know if you need one. It sounds Confirmed. like a drug deal, doesn't yeah. it? It sounds like, uh, and I go, it's blood. He goes, yep. I said, is there a picker or are you still using a fork on yourself? And so he says he got one. It takes about 10 minutes. Um, so he has it. He's up and running. Two negative tests, baby. I mean, yeah, go for it. How do you get bootleg Corona tests? I don't know. Eddie, this is blood, though. Eddie has yeah, Corona. Yeah, you need to do He can't this. get a negative test. You no, know, and at this point, prick me with a toothpick. I'll take the bootleg test right now. Well, yeah, but we can't. I don't know that HR is going to accept Eddie's bootleg test. Oh. But I no, think it just shows point. you, like, on the test if you're negative. I know, but, but also Eddie, Eddie could test himself, and if it's negative with blood, he can make sure to go get a blood test next time. Yes, and then get that negative from somebody for real. Is this Good what people call. when they get like surgery behind Waffle House on their butt? Is the conversations they have? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah, probably something similar. Eddie, how you feeling? I feel good, man. I'm just bored, dude. I want to get back. Like I'm watching you guys on a on a video stream, and I just want to be there with you guys. What segment did you bring to the show today? Uh, let's see. I have, um, I wanted to talk about, oh, my kids in Hamilton taking over my house. What do you mean? Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's Hamilton left and right in my house. My kids, they sing Hamilton from the start of the Broadway show to the end of the Broadway show. They know all the songs? Every word to every song, including the raps, which is cool, Bones, because now they're starting to respect a little bit of hip-hop and rapping and now they're hearing like real rap songs and they're like okay so now that we are rapping to hamilton let's start rapping to some drake and i'm I like thought, okay boys i thought eddie was gonna say it's cool because they're learning american history, history. Yeah. but then he goes no oh. it's cool they're learning rap <laughs> i'm the sa- same thing i literally thought he was about to say and it's cool because it's educational and they're they know more than i do now because they can rap it do you want to hear audio of eddie's kids yeah here you go Do we have any of their rapping? No. No, I no, I don't have any of their rapping, but I mean, just believe me, they kill the rapping part from every beat to every word, and it's pretty impressive, man. Did you say you'd seen Hamilton on Disney Plus? Yeah, I saw Hamilton. I've seen it twice now, and uh, it's dude, it's just incredible. Like, it's I never thought that I would want to see a Broadway play, one in person, mm-hmm. which I did. I think you and I saw one when we went to New York a few years back, and it was cool, but I never thought I would watch one on TV, and it would be good, but it's actually really, really good. Yeah. And maybe soon. No, but we, I, we want to. So, hopefully soon. I, I saw it on stage in real life, but I didn't know it was, there was going to be no dialogue. 
And I was like, why are they not talking? They're only rapping. It took me about half the show to get used to it. But I should watch it on Disney. I don't have Disney Plus, though. You don't? Oh, I you need to get on I pay for too that. many channels. No. I know, but remember, I, I went in on it. You should just do it. I think, no, I got the free trial and then I didn't cancel. I don't have any kids, though. I think your kids like all those movies. But Mike D has Disney Plus and Morgan um, Number Two, and they don't have kids. But they love the the Disney movies. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Eddie. Thank you. Well, you can come borrow mine. Yeah, man. Okay, thank you. Um, Lunchbox, what'd you bring today? Man, there was a couple in California. This dude gets up to go to work. He goes in to go to the bathroom, lifts the lid up, and there's a six foot snake in his toilet. A boa constrictor had climbed up his pipes and was sitting in there waiting for him. Oh my gosh. That is a nightmare waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And they had to call like a snake removal guy. And the guy was like, oh, this snake is strong. It tried to pull me in the toilet. Yeah, oh. with lunchbox snakes are his absolute worst nightmare. Oh. Yeah. And the lady said she will now never go on to the bathroom with the lights off and she will flush twice before opening the lid. Uh. <laughs> Morgan, what'd you bring today? Anything? Oh yeah. Well, I saw a uh, guy taking a Corona test while he was driving. Like you you literally did? Yeah, he was straight up. He had like one of those really long um, Q-tip things, you know, that they use to swab your nose. Yeah, he was straight up driving and like sticking it up his nose. And then he was putting (laughs) it in something. So I have to assume it was a coronavirus test. You sure it was cleaning his nose? I, have you ever seen somebody clean their nose with that long of a Q-tip swap? <laughs> no. Uh, Raymond, we'll end with you. Do you have anything? Going along the lines of COVID, I saw in the UK an article came out. A cat got coronavirus. Luckily, it was just mild symptoms. No cats have died. But they're saying, listen, don't kiss your pets, especially yeah. since pa- uh, we can transfer it to our animals if you have it. <laughs> they're saying. What on earth? Do you kiss your dog? I try not to. I'll let him lick the tip of my nose sometimes. Yeah. But then I mean, right after that, he licks poop, and I, rem- I, I, go, I remember. I shouldn't do exactly. that. Exactly. But then I do it again anyway. I know. All right. Thank you all. Uh, Kane Brown in tomorrow, right? All right. Kane Brown in tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. On Crook and Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage. However, there's one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing. (laughs) It's Tyler and BK with C&C. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.